Hey, it's Kim and Jen, and you're listening to Inebriated Input. In a sec, you'll hear our regularly scheduled episode with all of our amazing advice and drunken hijinks. But first, we wanted to share another cool podcast with you. Hey everybody, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And we're with Everything, Everything I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. We're talking about great beer and questionable movies, sharing our love for movies, while also sharing the valuable lessons the movie has taught us. We've also had some amazing interviews with John C. McGinley, Thomas Jane, Dana Gould, and dozens of others. Or check out my art page at izzycreates.com for all the links for its Public and Redbubble. And our homepage is at ageofradio.com. You can find us on all of your favorite podcatchers under Everything, Everything I Learn from, from Movies. Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking. A lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt, and a lime wedge, and a shot of tequila. Hi! Hi! How's it going? It is going. How are you going? I'm okay. I'm tired today. Me too. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Me too. Rhea's here, um, obsessed with. Oh, I gotta turn that off. Obsessed with uh, Animal Crossing right now. I told you. I told you to tell her. <laughs> I said, "Welcome to the cult." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I said she could make her own island, and she's like, "No, I'm not gonna be here often enough to do it." <laughs> she's like, "No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it." <laughs> So she's in the other room doing all the little, like, a new one pops up after you do one little event. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, oh, uh, I got to get more uh, fish. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Chase was like, I think I'm going to go and uh, buy a new video game. I'm like, or you can just play this one so that, or like if you, because you said you wanted to try it. And he goes, we can't afford both of us playing this. He's like, we only have one Switch, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because you can have the you can share an island with him. I can share an island with him. Yeah, because that Andrea and her husband share an island. They have they use the same island. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I put in all the fucking work. Why would I want to do that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I removed the straw from my glass, so it doesn't make so much noise this time. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think it was mostly the beginning of it, it but it stopped. Uh, do you have your heater on in there? Yeah, let me turn it off. Okay, I was like, I hear something. But, yeah, I was, like, editing, and I could hear just a lot of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot, I uh, spilled my no. drink. <laughs> Man, yeah, I'm tired today. Oh, gosh, I'm so tired. Yesterday I was really tired. I had a really rough day yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think it could be because all I ate all day was toast. Like I told you, you said something similar. But I like ate bread and butter, all, like three pieces, until like 7 o'clock at night. I yeah. just didn't even feel like eating the whole day. And I just felt really crummy and awful. And it was probably because I didn't eat anything, really. Mm-hmm. Uh but Chase, I ended up texting Chase, and I was like, I feel like crap. Can we order food? And he was like, yeah, of course. We can order food. You don't ever have to cook if you don't feel like it. 
And so we ordered Indian, and I got a biryani, which was delicious. Mm. And um, and he stopped and bought me chocolates from a little chocolate place when he picked up the Indian because he was like, he said he walked in and goes, "What's good for a bad day?" And they gave him a little box of a couple different things. Just like you're the sweetest. Okay, I'm gonna tell you not to divorce him. Okay, go ahead and stay married to him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I know you were thinking about it. (laughs) God. He was like, I almost stopped to get you flowers too, but I realized you probably just wanted the food sooner. Yeah. Yep. So he's a a good one. He's a keeper. (laughs) His logic works. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I saw that um, Anna's... A quote was put in there that was kind yeah. of nice. I'm like, yep. Yeah. That was a good, I was a good pulling, one. I started pulling all the reviews. And so mm-hmm. every other Friday, I post one of the reviews we got. How many? Do we have a lot of reviews? I think we have 12. Like, oh, that is a lot, actually. Let me check. Because I was thinking I we should, had three. Um, you know what? I just realized I should do on those posts, though, is I should also include the text in the caption and not just in the image because. Oh, yeah. Because. For, for um, disability. Reading. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Differently. Yeah. Yes. Like the like programs that read the text yeah. can't read images. Mm-hmm. So I should be including that. And I Accessibility. That's the word I was going for. Thank Accessibility. You. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Jeez. So yeah. I you don't think do about that. it unless you're told or unless right. you have an unless there's something. Unless it's something that you need in order for access. so 100%. I should probably do it with all of our posts, you know? Because yeah. a lot of them are text in images. Um, what am I, why, why can I not find this? Here we go. Here we are. So we have 15 ratings. We're at a yeah. four and a half star rating. Uh-huh. That's because pretty good. Because we have that one, that one, one star rating with no review. Um, by the way, I one of my Facebook groups was like, Excuse me. Someone was like, what do you do for bad reviews? And someone was like, we read them live on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah. And I was like, yes, we're going to do that. If you leave us a bad review, we're 100% going to get drunk and read it on air. Um, this yeah, was just a bad might encourage reading. people to leave bad reviews if they want to get on, on air. That's true. Okay. I don't know. But have- I do like... Like, I, I do like... What, what is it? Jimmy Kimmel, who does the celebrities read... Uh, uh, yeah. Tweets. Yeah. Okay. So we have 15 ratings, and we have you can rate without reviewing. So we've got one, two, three. Oh shoot! Don't I have to start over? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's more of them. Where are they all? See all. Oh, my bad. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are definitely more than eight reviews. Oh, wait, maybe not. These are the newest ones. So we have 15 ratings and eight reviews. And then we have, like, a review that's on Facebook and stuff, too. So. Oh, okay. Uh, what are you drinking today? I am drinking... What am I drinking? I'm drinking a something... A Rum Collins. Yum. A Is Rum good? Do you like Collins. It? I do. I had to kind of... Uh, mess with it a little bit because I couldn't I know you can make simple syrup but apparently I'm too lazy to do it and I couldn't find it right away so I have Didn't a lemon Didn't you see my tip about that? You probably I posted 
I posted. I said I'm too lazy to do anything about it. It was it was the easiest Tuesday tip I've ever posted. I don't know if it's actually up yet, but it's like scheduled. Uh, It's you put a tablespoon of water and a tablespoon of sugar in a mug and you put it in the microwave for thirty seconds and there's your simple syrup. Okay. That's it. Okay, just a second. (laughs) She's gonna go do it right now. (laughs) Just a second. Keep talking. That's all you do. You can do two tablespoons if you want to make a little bit more to have a second drink later. It's really easy. That's how I do it sometimes. You can do honey, too, or demerara. Demerara. I still haven't figured out how to say that. Um, Anyway, so I am drinking. I made it up because I kind of wanted, like, a pina colada-like thing, but I didn't want, like, a full-on pina. I I wanted the blender out, and it's too cold for that shit anyway. So it's kind of like a pina colada Collins. I don't know if I'm using Collins right. Right now in my mind, Collins means anything that is tall, like in a tall glass that is topped with soda water. So it's basically rum and pineapple juice and some coconut cream with topped with soda. It's not bad. It's a little sweet, but it's pretty good. To make it even easier, I could use coconut rum because I have that right now. And pineapple juice topped with soda, which is might be what I do when I switch. Working on it. Okay, I'm gonna see. Uh, I'm gonna see if that has gone up yet, because maybe it hasn't. I'm gonna check. The easiest place for me to find this is our pin, my our Pinterest, because it posts on Pinterest too. And so there's a folder on Pinterest that are just of our Tuesday tips. So I can switch. And let's see. Okay, so it hasn't posted yet, but let's see when it's going to get posted. Maybe it'll be posted by the time this uh, podcast, this episode comes out. So I'm not like spoiling. I can flip them too, but no, next week's is Poor Man Sangria. The week after that is hydration. Cutting out toxic peoples. Oh, yeah, make mini batches of simple syrup as needed. Supposed to go out the 2nd of February, but maybe I'll flip-flop it with with something else so that it comes out right before this episode does. So I have to put it in the fridge or freezer to cool it down before I can use it. I actually frequently just, like, I put my cold drinks in my glass, or my shaker first, Uh and then I put that in, so that cools it down a little bit, and then I put in my ice and stir it or shake it, and it's good to go. Because it's usually such a small amount, you know, it's only like half an ounce a lot of times, so it cools down really quick, and it doesn't really, like, especially if you add it, add the cold stuff first, and then that, and then the ice, it helps cool it enough to not, like, overly dilute your drink. Okay, I also, okay. like, it's all, it's just, like, an easy, lazy, quick way to do it. It's pretty much the same. Okay. <laughs> After <laughs> all that effort. <laughs> yeah. So, I basically did, uh, like, the lemon syrup. Pick that up. Okay. Yeah. And did that in, in place of the simple syrup. Okay. That, I mean, that also makes sense. Yeah. It worked. It's lemony. It's rummy. It's a, a soda y. Okay. So we're both drinking Collins. 
I, yeah, that's why I decided to call mine anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I, I made it up. It doesn't really have a name. Oh, so okay, I can okay. name it whatever I want. We didn't plan it, audience. We nope. We both made Collins. I see you got your candy cane straws. I did. I got one for all so my friends. Cute. So Rhea got two, and really? Aaron and Paul got a couple. Yeah, I got them all for my friends. I love that. Mm-hmm. I did you see? Did you see my text the other day? Yes. Um, I won a twenty-five dollar gift card from him. Oh, did you? Oh, I didn't see that. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, he was like his page was at. It was like just shy of eight thousand uh, likes, and mm-hmm. so he was like, like, like. 30 likes short of 8,000 likes or something like that. So he was like, so I was just like on Insta looking at it and he had a post that he was, Andrew was like, I'm so close, so let's like get me there. So here's what I'm going to do. You tag your friends and whoever's the 8,000th like will win a gift card for the person that tagged them and for the new person. Oh. So I tagged three friends. That's it. Mm -hmm. Three people and my friend was the 8,000th uh, person to like him, so we each got a $25 gift card. Nice. I never win anything like that. Mm. I was, I'm so excited. Because I definitely need more straws. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a straw user, but I'm all over these straws. I know. Right? I am I all straw over these either. straws. I love I'm them. like drinking my water through straws yeah. and my juice through straws. I love I just, them. I love them. Hmm. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's do a question. Yeah. Or two, I'm reading the or first three. one. I'm a... Yeah, right. no, I do. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay. I was hooking up with yeah. someone for a year, and I just recently found out that he was married and the wife was pregnant when we first started talking. I honestly, truly, 100% didn't know. He recently ghosted me, and that's when I discovered this secret life of his. I'm hoping it's because he finally found his conscience and he's doing better for his family, but I'm feeling really guilty after discovering that he's married and had a baby on the way. Or no, has a baby now, but he had one on the way then. Doesn't matter. Uh, I was wondering if I should reach out to the wife. If you were the wife, would you want to know, is it selfish for me to want to clear my own conscience at the expense of someone's family? Should I just let it be? I never plan on speaking to him again, but if he did it, uh, but if he did it with me, I'm sure he's going to do it again. Signed, do snitches really get stitches? I have uh, one line of advice that I've used throughout my whole life. Not my monkey, not my circus. Stay the kind of fudge the out of it. Thing. Right? Yeah, like it is selfish. Like I, I see it. I see this like in other advice columns, like applying it in the other way. Like someone was like, "I had a one night stand, and cheated on my significant other. It was an absolute lapse in judgment. It made me realize how great what we have is, and I don't want to lose that. Do I? Should I tell them? I feel so guilty. And every like they're like. If it's, if it's, like, it's possible for you to, have like, really learned that never want to do this again sort of thing, if you tell, it's just to ease your own, your guilt. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's easing your guilt at this point. 
and kind of, and yeah. like pushing it onto somebody else. Like, you don't want to throw a Molotov cocktail on your relationship for one. Right. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't know if I'd want to know. I don't. If it was I mean, it really a one-time thing? If I don't. It was, yeah, if it was one mistake and like mm-hmm. they were like, I... I mean, that's very different than what is happening here. This was like, right, the right. wrong thing. And you know what? But, I could pro- like, go ahead, sorry. No, you finish. Go. You, you had a but there. Go ahead, finish. I don't. I was just going to say that it's very different from this situation, but that one mistake, learn from it and realize how awful it was and you never wanted, you're never going to do it again, then, yeah. yeah, I don't think I would want to know either. Like, just, yeah. I mean, as long as they were safe and I'm not going to get anything. Yeah, like, I'd want to know if there was a possibility of, like, something being passed on. But otherwise, let me be in ignorant bliss. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I am someone who attaches a lot of emotional to the physical. Mm-hmm. But I don't really expect other people to do that. So, what I'm trying to get at is I could probably easily forgive one discretion mm-hmm. like i i think i could i think i could easily forgive one discretion but right. i don't really believe well as just i don't necessarily always believe the once a cheater always a cheater yeah. thing because mm-hmm. i think it is possible to learn but again i think there's a difference between a one-time mistake and a long-term mm-hmm. long drawn out affair yeah and i think is that this is where it's lying right is like it was kind of a long she saw him for a exactly. while yeah. yeah, a year. She it wasn't a just year. a. It just wasn't. It just wasn't so, one start, time. Right, but I think honestly, at this point in time, she's just trying to get over her own guilt, and you don't mm. actually. You actually don't have anything to be guilty about. Like it's like you'd have you'd have to feel guilty if you knew he was married and you kept seeing him. Like I would support you feeling yeah, guilty yeah. that. Um, but you had no. If like you, I mean, going by what you wrote, you have no had no idea. Yeah. So there's nothing for you to feel guilty to. You were right. a lot, you are a victim here as well. Mm-hmm. So just leave it alone. Not yeah. your monkey, not your circus. Libby has a move rule on with your life. If it's something someone can fix in two minutes or like in two minutes or less, then you tell them. Mm-hmm. And if it's something they can't fix in two minutes or less, you don't. This applies to things like you have something in your teeth versus oh, yeah. you have a stain on your outfit, kind of thing. But like I just kind of think this isn't. Something you have a stain on your soul. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't got time for that soul stain. Like, <laughs> pick your teeth. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, so I think I kind of, like, like you feel guilty about it. Like, block all of his shit. Don't let him talk to you. And if you still feel, like, guilty. Talk to a therapist. Yeah. that's <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Therapy. Drink. Therapy. Drink. <laughs> I don't yeah. send an anonymous note either. No, just leave it. Just leave it. She'll figure it out. He'll mess up again. He'll do, just, it's not your circus. Leave it alone. You don't want to get involved in that. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you don't need the added stress where the wife is like, yeah, right. You're probably the whore. Or, you know, you just, just leave it. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, when I was in college, I um, had this friend and... I went to their house, like, I had a long-term boyfriend, we were together for like five years, and he broke up with me just before uh, Thanksgiving, and I was fucking devastated, you remember, I'm sure, and, um, and I couldn't go home for Thanksgiving, I was like scheduled to work, oh yeah, I remember so I that, couldn't. yeah, so my friend invited me over to her house for Thanksgiving, and um, so we like, I went over there, and we 
like I had dinner with them and I ended up crashing there that night and then the next day we woke up and like uh and we were like watching a movie all of us and I've been on those pull-out couch and we were all like her me and her boyfriend were all like uh watch it like laying in this pull-out couch watching this movie and like he ended up getting up and moving and going someplace else or something which was fine whatever and he started texting me that like that next day um he was like sort of a friend too so he like he had my phone number uh and he started texting me and it was like well the reason i i had to get up and move is because i started wanting to touch you and i was like I'm like, you're in a, like, relationship with my friend. And he kept texting me these things that, like, like, because he was like, and I find you really attractive, and I would never do anything if you didn't want it, but all of this. And I was like, and I ended up, like, I mean, I was, got 22 years old, had no idea what to do with this situation, you know, and I had to get ready for work. And so he was, like, texting, and I was like, fuck it, I don't care right now. And I put my phone down, I went, and I showered, I got ready for work, I came out, and so in that 20 minutes or so that I hadn't answered him back, he started getting increasingly, like, angry that I wasn't responding, and in this, like, I would never do anything that you weren't okay with, and, like, and I was, like, so freaked out. And I, mm. I actually, I do regret this to this day. I didn't tell my friend because I was so panicked by it. I deleted everything and blocked his number. And because you, I had deleted those text messages, I didn't feel like I could go to my friend and be like, your boyfriend that you've been with for three years was texting me inappropriately. And uh, without having that proof. Mm-hmm. They're, like, married with two children now. So either they got, like, no one said anything and they're fine and happy, or either he's still doing it. I don't know. But yeah, it's not your monkey, not your circus, Kimberly. I was like, so you have to out. secure your face mask before you can <laughs> secure it on the kid, right? You have to keep yourself safe, not your monkey, not your circus. So, I mean, I will be honest. Like, I regret not telling my friend about that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like I could because I had, I didn't have the receipts because I had deleted them in a panic. Right. Um, but. And I, really you were. happy now. You were protecting yourself. Really, that's all you. I, I, he, I was scared of him by the end mm-hmm. of it. Like he. Yes. Like, like it, the, the text messages got increasingly scary to me. I lived by myself. I had just been broken up with some, by somebody. And, um, and like they were aggressive and I was freaked out and I. Just, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So, I told someone at work, I was talking about it at work that night, because when I worked at the Hard Rock Cafe in Chicago, um, like, the staff, it was just, like, a huge family. Like, all the staff there, they were, like, my siblings. It was great. Um, and I was telling someone about it, and they were, like, they were, tr- he was trying to prime you for a threesome. Like, that's what was happening. It was, like, he was hoping uh, that he could get, I'm, like, yeah. well, no thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not in that situation. No, no, no. no thank you. The two no, Italian think... guys that gave me their phone number. Mm-hmm. I wish. I had two Italian guys leave me their phone number, or their hotel room number <laughs> once. I didn't go. <laughs> I kind of wish I had, but I didn't. Yeah. Oh, That's why yeah. I'm still alive right now. I don't know. Frankly, yeah. Because yes. I did not go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be comfortable with just me. They were fucking hot, though. Man. Uh, well... 
serial killers can be hot. 100%. That's why I said no. I didn't want to, I didn't want to wake up in a bathtub full of ice, Jennifer, missing my kidneys, okay? But it was a really good orgasm. I don't know. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. I think we're pretty good at compartmentalizing relationships. Like, this relationship is definitely a friend relationship, and this relationship is an intimate relationship. And When you say and we, someone, you mean, like, you and I in particular, or, yeah. in like, women, or what? Okay, yeah, you yeah, and I. You yeah, you and I, I think we have a similar disposition yes. in that way. It's like, we're friends. And then when you start to feel like one of your friend relationships start to kind of cross a line, you're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is happening? Right. Yeah. Right. And so you have that trust issue, potentially, but... Like, I'm not going to fall, I do not, I am not attracted to people who are in relationships. Right. Like, it's just, it's, that's the, that's the kind of compartment. I'm not going to get a crush on somebody who has a boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. But you yeah. can't blame this poor writer for, like, she had no problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. We're answering I, a letter bring, writer. Uh, ringing it back. Yes, yes. We're answering a letter writer. That's a good story, <laughs> yeah. though, Kimberly. I, I, <laughs> like, yeah. no I had that, I had something similar happen in, um. And right out of high school, I had a friend who I thought was a friend flash me. And I oh. basically stopped talking to these people because I was like, this is not a safe place. No, and yeah, yeah. gross. Yeah. He was engaged to my one of my best friends. And I'm like, that, like, I couldn't face that. Nope. No. Nope, no, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> right, like. Like, and then you can't, like, you can't resume your, like, it doesn't just damage your relationship with the person. Mm-hmm. It ruins your relationship with your friend as well. Because yeah. you're like, I have this secret. I I don't want to be responsible for ruining their happiness. Even though it's not, it would 100% not be your fault. But you still have this, like, mentality that, yeah. well, if I'm the one that tells them and they're going to get mad at me, which frequently happens, mm-hmm. and it just really tarnishes your friendship as yep. well. Not my monkey, not my circus. Howdy, it's Jennifer, and i got to tell you about these straws from Surfside Sips. I'm smitten. A family-owned business, Surfside Sips creates beautifully hand-grafted glass straws. These are made out of the same durable glass as Pyrex. So, easy to clean and hard to break. A must for this lazy and clumsy lady. My favorite part is that Surfside Sips ship using all recyclable materials. Super eco-friendly and for this Midwesterner, minimal guilt. Check out these straws at surfsidesips.com and use coupon code inebratedinput, all one word, for 20% off. Hi, Mike. Oh, is he here? Hey! Hi! How's it going? It is going, that is for sure. How are you guys doing? Look at you have like an official setup. I know. That, that's yeah, like a boom I, mic almost. Once the pandemic started i just decided to get a nice microphone found one for like nice. 35 bucks and what yeah. and it came with the oh. stand and everything so wait we paid a hundred bucks for our microphones yeah yeah yours are probably we better need... <laughs> i don't know i'd be mad if if mine wasn't better than yours <laughs> at 35 dollars yeah <laughs> yeah um 
So, Mike, this is Jennifer. Jennifer, this is Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Are you also from Michigan? (laughs) I am from Michigan. We grew up next to each other, Kimberly and I, so. And Mike is also from Michigan. Oh, yeah? I'm from Hillsdale County, if you know where that is. Southern Michigan. Oh, yeah. No, Hillsdale. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's it's the flying Hillsdales. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly it. (laughs) So, uh, Mike is someone I know from improv. That's how I met him. Um, but Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do now. He's, oh, I just, no, just go. <laughs> just go. Do it. Just do it. What do I do now? It, uh, it got complicated once I left my last job, but, um. See, that's what's so interesting, though. Like, oh, anyway. Yeah, I went ahead. to, Sorry. I went to engineering school after high school. Um, I honestly didn't really know what I wanted to do, but, uh, my family kind of encouraged me towards, engineering i always liked computers and stuff like that so once i got to the school i made my decision in a a way i wouldn't recommend for most people but kind of got lucky that worked out for me i just went on their little um first year out of college uh, salary sheet and picked the highest salary and that happened (laughs) to be computer engineering so i got a degree in computer engineering and then worked in the auto industry for a while and then um, worked at a startup that got acquired by Ford. That was kind of cool. I didn't. Ha- it was no thanks to me. Like it was already in process when I got hired, but uh, <laughs> and I didn't have any stock, so I didn't get anything out of it. But it was still oh, yeah. like, a cool experience. <laughs> it's good to put uh, on your resume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I decided to quit Ford because I didn't really like it there, and uh, without having anything lined up, then I worked at Comcast, which was what pulled me out here to Colorado. Um, as a software engineer and then eventually moved into management and then I just um, I wasn't feeling very fulfilled like I wasn't feeling like I was helping anyone by helping people watch tv on their phones like I didn't think that was really (laughs) contributing to the world in the way that I wanted to Um, (laughs) so at the beginning of 2020 I quit my job without having anything lined up really I knew that I wanted to start a company but had no idea what I wanted to do or anything like that so I just took a leap of faith that I would find something that I would get excited about and then uh, my brother got laid off in April he is a social worker and he's been doing sales to schools for a couple years so when we got together brainstorming we just decided our skill set with like me and the technology and him with working with schools and with mental health, we decided to do a company um, providing mental health to schools and to students. So that's what we've been getting off the ground for the past six or seven months. And yeah, it's been exciting. Oh my gosh. uh, It's been way harder than I ever would have expected, but I definitely (laughs) feel so much more fulfilled than I did before, which is the the big goal of leaving, so. So is it That's sort of so great? Sorry, is it sort of a, like a virtual environment for? It's that is so you kind of came in at the right time to offer this sort of virtual environment for yeah we, we mental kind of, health support. We kind of uh, we expected COVID was going to be a very long ongoing thing back in like April who, uh, when we started thunk? talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we just we just had a feeling it was going to have a big impact on schools and. Um, you know, counselors wouldn't be able to see the kids in the school like they're normally used to. So um, we just thought it was good timing on top of 
good skill set that we both have. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you provide the platform, or or is it? Right now, or do you provide? Like, is it a service that you provide, or just the platform it's, it's for the counseling? It's basically a service. Yeah. So oh, okay. we use a different uh, a different company's platform that we brand and stuff like that, and then we do the administration, setting up mm-hmm. the schedule for the counselors and. Oh, um, okay. So you connect counselors with students, basically. Yep. Yep. Cool. And then there's a virtual yeah. platform where they can meet and talk to, and have like a, a safe place to meet with a counselor from the safety of their home. So that's amazing. Oh gosh. So yes. It's so and the needed. background behind it, like Mike, I feel like is one of the bravest people I know because he, um, because he did just like you said. He said he he just quit his job. He actually took time in between. He quit his job. He went and backpacked Europe and traveled in Europe. And then he was able to find this calling and make it work. Yeah. I, so I actually did the Europe trip a couple months before I quit. But that okay. definitely helped me to make the decision to quit. Because um, I don't know. I uh, Traveling around Europe. Say la vie. Say la vie. Yeah, I've been to exactly. Europe. Say la vie. <laughs> uh, I always wanted to, like, right after high school, go on a trip to Europe or something. But... Uh, when I mentioned that to my parents, they, like, flipped the shit. So uh, they're like, no, right. you're going straight to college. If you take a year off, you're never going to Michiganders go to college. Go to college. Like, okay. 100%. <laughs> we don't explore our world. They go to college. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, um, it was a good time being alone by myself, away from all my normal habits and my normal kind of routines that you get kind of become, like, for lack of a better word, routine and and you're not even thinking about what you're doing day to day. You're just kind of going through it. And so breaking all those patterns and getting into new environments and going and seeing things that I want to see um, kind of helped me decide that, you know, I can do things in life that I want to do. I don't necessarily have to stay working a job because that's the conventional thing to do. Or um, I can pursue my own path in life. And I finally gathered the courage to do it a couple months later so um yeah i think the trip to europe was a life-changing experience for me for yeah. sure yeah that's so great yeah, yeah i had a friend who did do who did the el camino for like a month and i'm just like to take a whole month off right and do some like i can't even i should be able to imagine it but i can't i can't yeah. it's that <laughs> cor- sort of corporate work culture that i just can't separate myself from right yeah, most places would give you two weeks off if you're lucky paid for the whole year um and then mm. if you are lucky enough to get another two weeks off to take a whole month off like you have yeah. to pull a bunch of strings and I don't, it's not even the time off because actually i work for an education an institution and we have loads of time off but i can't like mentally separate myself long enough from the school from my work to like yeah I think the biggest hang-up for me is, like, oh, shit, a month of vacation and traveling is expensive. How that am I going to get the money to do that? <laughs> well, as someone who just bought a house in uh, in fair, Denver, fair. You, I think yes. you have another issue going on there. Fair enough. <laughs> but Mike also owns a house in Denver. I live in Aurora. It's slightly different. It's the cheap. <laughs> Aurora's cheap. It is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I moved here from Detroit, so like Detroit is cheap. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yes. Detroit Compared to, so oh people, my gosh, yeah. People are able to buy the houses next to them to knock them down and have bigger plots <laughs> of land and like gardens and like community mm-hmm. gardens and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, we're like Michigan Realty, we're still talking under 200000 for the really high yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. you, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah. I got my cute, adorable little house for $76,000, so. I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> in a beautiful little town, in a beautiful little area. Yeah. Anyway. That's less than a fourth of what I paid for my house. <laughs> my house is bigger than yours. Uh, it's in still... walking distance of a brewery. That's all I keep. Oh, nice. There we go. Cheers. So we, we are a drinking podcast, Mike. Uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking some scotch that I got in London on my way back, actually. It's cool. A, what kind of scotch called, is it? Um, the Glendronic. Okay. Uh, they recommended, I, I mentioned that I like um, Macallan. They're like, if you like Macallan, you'll really like this stuff. Um, where was it? Do you really like that it stuff? Is, it is good, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> and it's like... Uh, the Macallan I wanted would have been like three or four times more expensive. But uh, right. Yeah. Well, don't we feel special? You opened up your London bo- bottle for us. So. Is, yeah, it's good stuff. Wait, did you just say you opened it up? You hadn't no, opened no, it no. yet. It's oh, well, okay. not much left. He's, he's, I, I don't he's drink drinking it. it with I don't us. drink it very often. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. fair. But I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, like well, maybe not newly often. opened, but he did pop it open. He did crack it. Yeah. I've um, gotten to the white claw portion of my evening, so I don't, <laughs> so I don't get too drunk. Yeah, is what I'm saying. That's where we're um, at. We uh, like the maintenance phase. Where, yeah, the, what are you doing we after? gotta maintain a, a level of insobriety. <laughs> anyway, do we want to do our first question? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, um, I think Jennifer, you read it. Is it me? It is a you. It is a me. Okay, wait just a minute. I have to find it again. Because <laughs> we got... Okay, so it's me and then Mike. Okay. Are you yeah. ready? I am ready. Ready. Okay. Ooh, I like this one, actually. Okay. I know, right? <clears throat> My daughter's fourth birthday was last week. My husband grew up Catholic, but doesn't practice, and his parents are very traditional. While they were over, my husband set up the pool and I want, and I went to help her, my daughter, put on her swimsuit. I looked all over her room, but I couldn't find one and decided to just get one of her older brother's swim trunks and had her put them on. My mother-in-law just about lost it. She told me that it was completely inappropriate for her to be wearing swim trunks and be exposed I told her that I couldn't find her swimsuit and that it wasn't a big deal because it was just family anyways. She said that if I couldn't find her swimsuit, she shouldn't be getting in the pool and that my daughter wearing swim trunks around my sons, five and six years old, was going to give her a complex and and make her sinful. I told her that that was ridiculous, she was just a little girl, and that if her not wearing a shirt was upsetting to her, she needed to get some help. My mother-in-law left in a huff and hasn't talked to us since. Was I wrong? Signed, Poolside Fit. Spoiler alert. You weren't wrong. <laughs> I, I was going to say absolutely you were wrong. 
I have never <laughs> taken my shirt off my entire life. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sinful at all. So you shower, you shower with your shirt on. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, wear, I wear a jean jacket under all my shirts. I'm the <laughs> top version of a never nude. Uh, <laughs> You're never nudist. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. I, so I can't entirely relate to this question because uh, my mom had five boys. I'm the oldest of five boys. So. Oh wow. We didn't really have like girls around very often so we never really ran into this problem uh specifically but um i was also i wasn't raised raised catholic but i was raised southern baptist and oh yeah arguably maybe more strict than catholic mm-hmm. yep. so <laughs> I, would say. Um, I i think it's a hard thing when, when you're com- arguing or communicating with your in-laws but um in my opinion like no one has any right to tell you how to raise your kids. You have to make a judgment call the best you can as a parent. And whatever decision you make at the time is the best decision that you know how to make. So if you think that it's perfectly fine to send her out there in swim trunks, then I think that's that's what you should do. If you don't, then maybe the mother would have not tore you out or something. But I mean, the outcome isn't really much different in my opinion. Like you gotta make that call as a parent and and this it seems like the mom kind of blew it out of proportion a little bit or um agreed got overly upset about something um and who knows one thing i've learned about people is like it might not even have been about that she might have been Uh, mad at you for some other reason and this oh yeah yeah what a good point to Mm -hmm. take it out on you or whatever yeah what did you serve for lunch lady (laughs) what did you serve for lunch yes uh did you eat two? what kind of towels did you have in your bathroom Mm. that's did you have the little, like, uh, starfish soaps or whatever? Mm-hmm, right there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they should have been shells, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, or you, you've you completely saying. corrupted my son. You're, oh, a, yeah. you're a whore of Babylon. So. Yes, a little hussy. <laughs> and I'm going to take it out of the fact that you allow your small child, yeah. who, who is innocent and... So are their siblings. They're so young. There's no issue here. Yeah. And I am going to project my insecurities and fears onto these small yes, children. Yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, at, okay. at some yeah. point, it becomes inappropriate to send her out there without a shirt on. But, like, Yeah, yeah. Old, like, like, you know, maybe, like, you know, whenever her boobs start developing. You yeah, know, and like at 13, that point, she 15. has that choice, right? She can. Yeah, she's old she's enough, enough, she enough wants, to make that choice. 100%. Yeah. It also has to do with how you raise your family, too. Like, you could raise them, like, if, like, but it doesn't sound like you. If you're raising them to think this is really inappropriate, then that's a different thing. But, like, they're so young. And I, I think the correct answer to your mother-in-law when she starts yelling about your four-year-old not wearing a shirt is, why are you sexualizing my four-year-old? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because, I'm sorry, children look the same uh, at 100%. the top. For uh, until they're like eight or nine, like it's really at least at, at least. least I have pictures. I mean, maybe I have pictures of me with my because I was in a mixed household, which apparently a thing. Um, with, uh, with boys me, and girls, mixed boys and girls, way. yes. <laughs> Let's clarify. Like me without my shirt in my under, like there was no issue with me hanging out oh. with my family without my shirt when there and was also, nothing to show. In fact, right. I was a little pissed 
when I had to start wearing shirts because I'm like, God damn it, this is womanhood shit. Like, I want to go without a shirt. Yeah. yeah. Without a shirt is more comfortable, mm. first of all. Also, um... Well, to a certain point. No, like... But yeah. Yeah, to an extent. <laughs> but, like, also... If it's not an unhealthy family environment, then the siblings aren't going to view themselves that... It shouldn't guess, be sexualized. Unless there's something wrong, there should be nothing sexual between siblings. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's a natural, the natural state of it. And so there has to be something else outside of it to make it that way and make them think that yeah, way. Yeah. That's how I feel mm-hmm. about it anyway. I could be wrong. I guess you could get a psychologist on here and that was like, no matter what, men view women sexually and women, and it doesn't matter how you were raised, but I don't think that's the way it yeah, is. No, no, no. Personally. no. I can tell you my brothers never thought twice about me. As, As who are five years older sibling. than me. Yes. They're like, oh, I mean, she's walking around in her underwear. She's my little sister. Who cares? That's it. Exactly. Who cares? It's that familiar dynamic. It doesn't fucking, it doesn't matter. And we should be okay with that. And freaking out about it is what part of what makes it a problem, mm-hmm. mother-in-law. Get out. Frankly, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. It's I was shame. raised Catholic. This seems ridiculous to me. But I don't know. I still have family that's Catholic. I wonder if it seems ridiculous to them. But I'm not. But it seems ridiculous to me. It isn't. I don't. I think the Catholic is is a like a misnomer or a misdirection. Yeah. Like it's it's there's there's maybe it's more Baptist. <laughs> like I feel like <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. As someone raised Southern Baptist, did you see like people like like freaking out? Yeah, Mormons. Um, like they'd be upset. Maybe maybe Mormon. Uh, I, don't know. I would say we were. My family was uh, quite against nudity in general, but I mean, okay. it's like a four-year-old. It's not the same thing, right? Four-year-old. It's yes. not nudity at that point. Like it's. Yeah, she exactly. might even still be in diapers. Like, what? Four-year-old. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, can I tell you my favorite random story about Catholics and <laughs> I think Southern Baptists? Okay, I also have a favorite random story about <laughs> undressing. But go ahead, you first. Okay, yes. Okay. So the, mine first is that uh, my grandparents, my mom's parents, and my mom's family, very Catholic, and then they they were in, like, Michigan, and then they moved on to Tennessee, and there were a lot of Southern Baptists down there, obviously, because it's, it's Texas. It's the South. The South. Yes. And so my grandma has this story that cracks me up, which is that um, the neighbors were having a party, and they weren't they shouldn't have alcohol at their party and their pastor was coming to the party. So they came to my grandparents and were like, Hey, we're having this party and the pastor's coming. Can we store our alcohol here? Mm-hmm. And they're like, sure. Yeah, no problem. And so then, and then the, the grandparents the ate came, all the alcohol, drank all the alcohol. I wish. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. my grandparents are too proper for that. But, um, but so the pastor came, they had their gathering, the pastor left, and they came and got all of the alcohol and took it back to their house for the party. party. Yeah. Like, they just had to hide it from their pastor that there was yeah, drinking yeah, at their yeah. party. Like, so they, and, and my family was Catholic and was just like, this is ridiculous, I don't get it. Because it's just like a cultural yeah, difference. Yeah. It's acceptable like, hypocrisy, is, which, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Catholics, we drink. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. of us. Mm. So. Yeah. So my okay. favorite story nudist story so i we kimberly and i grew up in a very small community and an even yes. smaller neighborhood 
it's like this this little tiny neighborhood in the middle of the country, and so it's very like a, a very conclave, concave, conclave. Yeah, conclave. Very small. Conclave is the right word. Right. Conclave. Like like fifteen families, and yes. I was young. I was maybe ten, eight, nine, ten. And I was just Still walking. acceptable to go on without a shirt. Just yeah. saying at well, 10. In the middle of summer, right? And I was walking down the street. And I start taking my clothes off. Because I have my <laughs> I have my bathing suit on underneath. Oh, that's so, we also grew up on a lake. Literally right. on a lake. Right. We, we so grew this up is on a very lake. normal. Yeah. Very normal. Yeah. So we're, um, we live on a lake. I, I have my bathing suit underneath. And I start just like taking my clothes off. Walking down the street. Walking down the road. And later on, my bro- my father talks to me. He's like, I got a phone call from Mrs. Steenbach that said you were undressing in the middle of the street. And I'm like, I had my bathing suit on. And he's like, just don't do that again. And I'm like, what is wrong? I had my bathing I was not actually undressed. Anyway. That is so funny. Ugh. Uh, too much shame God. around our bodies, especially around, yes. around children's bodies that cannot take that weight. And they should not have to take that weight. bodies. Yeah. Especially around girls' well, bodies. Well, there's a different kind of shame let's, around boys' bodies, but yes. For sure. But let's be honest. If your brother had taken his shirt off walking down the street mm-hmm. in his, with his swim trunks yeah. on, it would not have been a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was my no pants. No one would have blinked an eye. But yes. Still. <laughs> You can walk and take your pants off at the same time. That's pretty impressive. Yes, yes. Tell it. Uh, yes, you can. You can take it all off while you're walking down the street. Because <laughs> I'm gonna go jump into the lake. That's how it works. Um, all right. Do we do we think we answered that question? Did we? I, in other words, she's fine. The mother is crazy. The mother-in-law is the problem. You're right. Yeah. Like, there are issues with the mother-in-law to deal with separate from this. Yes. Probably, yes. Absolutely. That's the answer there. Yeah. And your husband should deal with that. I got in a huge debate on Reddit recently with somebody about how this, the person should deal with their side of the family. Your husband should be dealing with this with his mother and father, not oh, you. Oh, that's a good point. Yes. Yeah. Have the yeah. husband take it out. Where later. was your husband in this situation? Yeah. He didn't say anything. He didn't like say, "This is fine, mom." Stop putting your perverted ideas upon my four-year-old. Yeah, I'm. Mom? Ju- I'm just happy that the four-year-old had pants on. Like, really, what kind of like what <laughs> fight cares? do you want to have? Like, she's four years old. Yeah, I don't care cares? if she swims in her kiddie pool naked. <laughs> that's, who that's, gives a you shit? Know, that's true. That's true. Like. Ugh, anyway. Unless she's not potty trained, and then I would like, but four is probably potty trained. The only fear I would have at that age is that maybe she would have an accident and pee in the pool with everybody else or poop in it. That's the only thing I'm concerned <laughs> yeah. about at four years old. And then everybody just so, scatters, and then you clean the yes. pool. Like, it's very. Yeah, exactly. It's a kiddie pool. It's small. It's, it's easy to clean. Yeah. Pool. General rule if you're worried about them pooping in the pool, they can be there shirtless. That's the rule. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, next question, Mike. This one is you to read. I recently started a new role as an office coordinator. The tasks are fairly straightforward, answering the phones, calendar scheduling for the execs, ordering supplies, etc. My execs are easygoing for the most part. The CEO is very specific with a lot of things, but nothing too crazy. I've seen worse. I appreciate that he's straightforward and no fluff. The previous OC is now an office manager. He's been there for about two years. I feel as though the shadowing part of my training never ended. 
He is still doing my tasks and micromanages me on everything. He needs to be included on all of my Slack conversations, even though the matter has nothing to do with him. In addition to that, he does not handle minor mistakes well and confronts me in front of my colleagues. I don't mind constructive criticism, but I feel that a lot of things he wants me to change are objective. He says things like, you shouldn't have done that. The CEO doesn't like that. You should do this instead. I've already let him know that I prefer to be pulled aside for things like these, but in most cases he just spews emotions. I've only been here for a month, and I don't know if this is just part of the transition process. Should I confront him about this? Should I talk to my execs? One of the execs is my office manager on paper, but he's removed from the day-to-day. I only, I work with the OM closely, and I don't want to ruin the relationship because he is nice outside of work. We don't have an HR person. I need advice on how I should go about the conversation. Send help. Signed, micromanaged to death. That sounds like an awful, that sounds like an awful place to work. This just sounds awful. It does. It sounds, nobody likes being micromanaged, which is, it's something I had to learn as uh, I became the manager of my software team that I was a part of. Uh, So I had to kind of transition from working with the other software engineers on a day-to-day basis to being their manager, which um, it was a much bigger change than I expected, but um, I was kind of the expert when I became the manager, which is part of the reason why I became the manager, but that means people were asking me lots of questions. Um, I had to do a lot to, like, not just go do the work for them and remember, like, yes. for the for the long-term sake of what we're working on, I need to get you to the point where you can do this without asking me these questions. So um, eventually I even got to the point where some people said I was too hands-off and they want me to do more hands-on stuff. So I I made the transition eventually, but for the first maybe month or two, I was very micromanaging and um, checking all their code before they merged it in, stuff like that. And nobody Mm -hmm. likes that. Nobody wants to be micromanaged or feel like someone's looking over their shoulder while they're working. So... I think you definitely have to say something in this case. You can't just let it slide or hope that it gets better. Well, I think there is a timing issue, though, because you're like, because you said yourself that there's like the first month or two that you had to really kind of micromanage and put yourself up, like, just look at how they uploaded all their code, because any little piece of code that was out of sync would screw up the whole thing. Right. So they're like maybe it is too early to complain, is part of it because sure. they're only a month in. Yeah, but, I think uh, you definitely have to handle it in a in kind of a soft way. I don't think it's like to the point where you need to be like, "This needs to stop," or "I'm going to quit," or or anything like that. Yeah, or or to like freak out and say this is inappropriate or anything like that. But um, you definitely have to say something. I agree. Oh yeah, I, I think it's the word confront. Confront. I think people say that meaning one thing, but when you hear the word, should I confront this person, it sounds different. I think you can have a conversation without being confrontational or, you know, I think that's what it is. You've only been there a month. You don't need to start a fight about this, but you can ask like, hey, I do feel like you are very closely watching everything I'm doing. And I just wanted to check in like, 
do you feel like I'm doing something incorrectly and you need yeah. to be there to catch it? Or is it just part of this process of getting me used to this environment and you used to handing me the reins? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I would even approach it... Uh, um, I don't know. These are always sensitive kind of issues when it, especially it, it sounds like it's a, a female reporting to a male. So as a male, I, I'm always kind of conscious of that, that um, sometimes like just by me being me, sometimes people don't want to confront me or people defer to me a lot, which I've noticed. So uh, yeah. I have to be really yeah. welcoming to feedback. You understand like your that. privilege there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it took <laughs> right. a long time for me. And like you said, you're open and like that's, the like yeah. a great mentality and so but i feel like you probably also convey that in a way that you are open to people like or hopefully you convey that like you don't just like think yeah. that and, and so your staff knows that and maybe that this person hasn't felt like that was open to them yeah one thing you should be conscious of when having the conversation is like you don't want them to get defensive so if they get defensive then they're gonna start they're gonna double down in their position basically and then they're going to think you're acting inappropriately. You have to do whatever you can to, like, uh, um, not make them defensive. So I was going to say I would even start out with, like, a compliment and say, like, you know, you're really good at this, but I, I kind of want to see if I can do it on my own. Would you mind if I do it on my own? And then you can check afterwards to make sure that I what did it right. Great. That's maybe yes. how I would, I would approach it Gosh. because he's yeah. not going to I would have just told everybody to shut up, but that's much better <laughs> advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's great advice. And um, I, I think, like, we were talking specifically, like, when you mentioned, like, it sounds like a woman reporting to a man and, like, this. I feel like there's, like, two parts to this, one of which is, but I think a lot of it comes from a place of, I don't think I can put this in words right. I think that there's two approaches that are set as the common approach for women reporting to men which is just to roll over and let it happen, or you have God. to be really on it, and you have to be really aggressive. Aggressive, and act. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. and I don't think that's true, but I think those are commonly thought of or offered as the two approaches where you just, like, you just be subservient and let the man do yeah, whatever you either he wants, be subservient or you have to be a man. Or you be the bitch, the Karen, right? Yeah. Like, there's no in-between in these and identities. And nobody wants to be either of those mm -hmm. those ideas um and nobody is like no yes. one no one is one or the other there's always ranges in between and so you have to try to find your working style that falls within this range of being a working woman or a working man there are those ideas too for for men on who they have to be and how they have to present themselves. So it's just who you have, you have to find who you are as a working human being and how it fits and can be adapted to your working environment. Yeah. I think we're all kind of on the same page though when it's about communication and just kind of being yes. open to the idea that, that um, there's miscommunication here and that both sides of this have to be set straight. Like we, we just have to open our mouths and say what, what's going on in a non-confrontational way and in a sort of like, let's learn from each other sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. Because the supervisor know. also does it like nitpicks on this guy, girl, guy, girl, when out in front of everybody else. And that's one of the other yeah. issues that they have. So it's, but, it's, it's it, yeah. maybe it's a learning curve and they've only been there a month. 
And, and yeah, I agree with that. And I also agree, like, again, to the communication, like, communicating your learning style. Yeah. Like, I know this is, learning this doesn't, re- this kind of relates, but not really. Like, I like direct feedback. I apply this specifically, like, when I'm in a show where I'm like, if there are 10 dancers and you're and you're talking specifically about something I'm doing, but you're like, some of you are doing <laughs> yes. this, I'm, like, I'm not going to get it. Mm-hmm. I need you to say... Kim, mm-hmm. you need to stop doing this. Yeah, because I'm so, never the wrong, the one who does anything wrong. Oh, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will also, I will think anything possible wrong is me. Uh, that, and yeah, so <laughs> the every little nitpick you have, I will assume is just me. Like, and you you're just, not, not you're, you're not emoting enough, yeah. everybody. And then you over emote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I will just like assume. Literally, if you just make it a vague everyone's statement i think everything that you say is wrong yeah. even if you mean it first like i need that that direct pointed feedback yes absolutely learn from this letter yeah. writer this experience this does not work for you and it makes you feel less valued as an mm-hmm. employee and so yes i want you to be able to tell your manager why you feel less valued as an employee due to this behavior and find a good balance but i yeah. also want you to remember it so you don't repeat it for people that you're managing yeah. later um and that's a lovely thought and i'm going to i'm <laughs> going to go a different direction now great do yeah, it yeah right do it. because the letter writer also said should i talk to my manager and well, i they think, said should i confront them yeah and i think that they can resolve it with their with their micromanager or like with this person who's micromanaging one it's only been a month and i think that you can just keep saying hey micromanager i need you to stop micromanaging me so much or tell me how to fix what i need to do outside of the group context yep i think that's a really important first step uh whenever when i was manager whenever anyone came to me with the problem i would always ask like how, how have you tried to solve this already? Because if, if you yes. haven't tried, yes. exactly then why yeah. do you expect me to try? Like, I'm happy to talk to you about, like, tactics or strategies or how you might go about it. But ultimately, like, this is a problem you have to take on yourself. You can't just yes. go to someone else and expect me to kind of, like, helicopter parent in and save the day. Because ultimately, that's not serving you either. It's like, interpersonal stuff, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you can't just, like, throw your hands up and be like someone else has to fix this you, you have to take some take some <gasps> amount of uh responsibility and and try to solve the problem before you before they you want, take it to they, your actual manager like he's got enough yeah. problems trust me uh, they want judge judy to step in and say hey who's right and wrong in this situation and who right. gets the the flight plate paid for yeah <laughs> yeah agree with that on the most i mean obviously in this situation in other situations yes like there are times when it's appropriate to go to your manager but this does not i don't think this really falls no. in, at least until you've had no. a few conversations and also none of this is really um none of this is super crossing the line yeah, you know yeah. like none of this is really inappropriate frankly it's not it's not harassment yeah. it's not bullying it is just uh probably somebody being a little overzealous in looking at how they used to do things and trying yeah. to maintain that. And um, so there's really not any reason for you to go to your manager at this point. Or about HR it. At least or not whatever, the, yeah. Yeah, no, no reason for HR um, at this point in time. You're if right. You, if you, you did was a good decide point. to go to the manager for some reason, 
the the best thing I could think to say would be uh, I noticed that my my office manager is very hands-on with me uh, to the point where I feel like I'm not even needed I don't feel very valued here so I just want to make yeah. sure that I'm, I'm meeting your needs I'm doing things correctly and if not please give me the feedback that I need to improve and kind of like uh, put it on him to to tell you that you need to change that's, something if there that's is actually terrible. A that's terrible advice, Mike. I can't even. <laughs> Shut up, Jennifer. That's the best advice. Like, it's like, listen that's to the Mike's worst advice script. I've ever heard. Write that down verbatim and please say that. It was so good. It was so good. There's a script for you. It's amazing. Because you don't want to come across yes, as like the tattletale exactly or like the whiner that's yeah. bringing problems no, to you. No, you need to light a bin on fire. <laughs> and then blame it on the manager. Yeah, yeah. Recycling <laughs> I, sucks. I saw Just him throw, throw the cigarette back. in the recycling bag. <laughs> Try to get him fired. That's, that's what we're recommending. <laughs> That's oh, it, that though. Was that's so it, great. though. Yeah, I think that answers the question. I have to say, I I agree. I think that it's that's that was, it. Mike, you had some great insights. Yeah, I think our job is done. Great I think that we're gonna be yes. fired now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike's just gonna take over the yeah, whole podcast. Exactly we can micromanage from. Like, by the way, you should do <laughs> this. We'll do that. This question actually on. reminded me of this book that I read last year. It's called Radical Candor by Kim Scott. She was. Uh, oh, he, he's got the book right there. He's, he's got the prompt. He's, he's got the prompt. Wow. it to us. I love it. Um, she was a manager, I think, at Google and Apple, uh, big tech companies. So, obviously, if you're a, a woman and a manager at a big te- tech company, you better know how to like stand up for yourself and how to not be afraid to give people feedback, which is basically what the book yeah. is about. Yeah. And she basically says that there's a uh, there's like two factors that you need to worry about you need to worry about um you need to demonstrate to the person that you care about them caring personally and then you also need to challenge them directly like in order to be a good manager you need to care for your employees and you also need to challenge them and if you if you don't if you only care but you're not challenging them then um that she calls that ruinous empathy where like you, you care so much about them that you don't want to give them feedback at all. Like, that doesn't help them improve. That doesn't make them better. You have to challenge right. them. Or, or give them stressors that, like, really challenge them and help themselves improve. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And then yeah. if you don't challenge, or if you challenge them but you don't care about them, she calls that obnoxious aggression where you're just being a dick, basically. Like, you, you have to show <laughs> to some extent that you We've care about the them. people you're working with. Otherwise, they're not going to listen to you. Like, if I think you don't care about me, why am I going to listen to what you have to say about me? That's yeah. So Awesome. Thank you for that yeah. recommendation. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about having a book recommendation <laughs> for <laughs> the podcast, especially uh, for my guests. By the way, Other than Jennifer Mr. Doesn't... Darcy takes a wife. Like, we... <laughs> yes, yeah. Ugh, trash. Yeah. So, On that note. Uh, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Thank you. <laughs> so that's what she says when she wants me to cut it. But I frequently don't cut it there. So she just says dot, dot, dot a lot in our Dot, podcast. dot, dot. Because okay. I'm always like, this is hilarious. And I'm just going to like keep it. It's like your catchphrase mm-hmm. now. Uh, dot, dot, dot. What was that's that? That's catchphrase now. Yeah, yes, dot, dot, dot. Oh, oh my God. We're right. going to have a t-shirt. I'm put them in the shirt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so much swag. And dot, dot, dot. Dot, Ellipsis. dot, dot. <laughs> I'm not even going to do an ellipsis. I'm literally going to say dot, dot, dot. Or I might do dot, ellipsis, dot, ellipsis, dot, ellipsis. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Mike, please 
feel free to promote or not promote anything you would like here. If you do not want to talk about the name of your business, we get it. But if you do want to talk about the name of your business, please feel free to, or your personal Twitter, or not. You can just end it however you yeah, want. Sure. So here's your point to promote things. Okay. Uh, the company's called Joven Health. So we're currently looking for schools to work with in Arizona, Michigan, and Texas. Um, we should be getting, yeah, some different schools in those areas. So um, we have therapists waiting who can start working with schools immediately. So if anyone has any questions or wants more information about that, our website is just jovenhealth.com. And I think that's all I have there. Like, I honestly, I don't really have much of a presence on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Do you want, I, do you want actually, like, two more friends on Facebook or something? <laughs> you can mention that. I'm already a friend with him on Facebook. Yeah. So. Well, can, we I are, could be your friend on Facebook, too. The company is on Facebook, <laughs> so just Joven Health, if you want to look them up there. And, and it's a V, like victory, right? Oh, yeah, J-O-V-E-N, health. It, it means youth Perfect. in Spanish, so that's where we got it from. Oh, okay. Brainstorming okay. names was so, actually right. surprisingly hard. Thank you so much for listening to Inebriated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. JK, we like constructive feedback. Feel free to tell us. <laughs> and please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions, and we promise that we will keep your name out of it. <laughs> okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebriatedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay. okay. Thanks. thanks. Bye. 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 bye.